0: It's a peaceful protest. We're walking, raising awareness. Some of the injustice that we've been seeing is not okay. And as a young person, you got you to gotta listen to our perspective. Our voices need to be heard. People are going to look back. Our kids are going
1: to look back at this and say, you were a part of that. I got a grandfather that marched next to Dr. King in the 60s, and he was amazing. He would be proud to see us all here. We got to keep pushing
0: forward. Sports are like the reward of a functional society. Sirius XM Sports presents Forward Progress, a weekly open conversation on race and sports in America. Here are your hosts, Jason Jackson and Kirk Morrison.
1: Thank you so much for being with us. Great to be back together here on Forward Progress. We have a lot to get to uh, as Dusty Baker leads the Astros to the World Series, could be the third black manager uh, to win it. If the Astros can push through Philly, don't come at me. I'm just saying that's <laughs> the that's the history. That's, the yes. that's yes. possible, right? Now. I know you want it too, but Dave Roberts and Cito Gaston uh, in that spot. And we'll talk a little bit about that. College game day, uh, getting its HBCU on, but in yeah. the midst of a season. And Kurt wants to talk about that. Jackson State and Southern, uh, the the location for all of that. We'll get to Kanye in just a little bit, uh, but let's start off with uh, some news we got the the day before we start taping each week. We tape on Wednesdays, uh, but that's uh, Brittany Griner's appeal being denied, um, and and we're talking about you know let, let's worst case scenario we're dealing with a nine year prison sentence, right? And and Kirk, there's some formalities that are just a part of jurisprudence in other nations that an American citizen just did not make their head explode, and then right. you add on the the theater. Of of, I I want to say diplomatic issues that are occurring, but I just don't feel any diplomacy. But mm-hmm. uh, but this Moscow court rejecting Griner's appeal uh, on Tuesday with these uh their, their drug charges that just feel so trumped up. Um, this was completely anticipated, right? But it's still as the headlines are exploding on our phones, you're just like, man, why are we still? dealing with this why is this woman still in prison
0: yeah I mean it's it's one of those things that we um and I thought like you know I know last week we had a little quick discussion about it because you know um you know steph Curry on opening night of the NBA told her you know, happy birthday and you know I apologize Jack's last week because I have forgot you you forget that britney Griner is still over in Russia because it's just like wait no way there's no way she could still be over there, but mm-hmm. she is. And then you mentioned the reality that we got that she's going to spend the next nine years so it seems over in a Russian prison um you know it's it's hard to even know where to go with this because it's it just, very, because
1: it because it seems like it's frozen yeah it well,
0: right? if it doesn't seem real too. It's like, no way, that, it just can't be. You know, right. she's stuck, she's still over there, and we can't do anything about it. This is, you know, it's one thing to, um, you know, I've obviously, she pleaded guilty to a crime over there, and all we're just saying is, can she be extradited back over to America? Not that she's going to get off for what she did, but does she have to serve time over there? Does she have to be over there? Does she have to be away from her family? Does she have to be? And I think that's the part that's starting to hit people more and more is that she's one of us, but yet she's all the way over there and we can't do anything about it. And more so is it more of a political ploy. I think that's what has really gotten us kind of up in arms is that, is this about politics and why our country, when it's needed, why can't they help her out right now? In the ruling, the court
1: stated that uh, the time Griner will have to serve in prison, will be recalculated with the time that she's been in detention from pretrial. Uh, take taken into account, meaning she's going to serve about eight years in all if this doesn't uh, come to a, a different uh, conclusion. Uh, the United States officials have said that they believe Russia will eventually send Griner home in a prisoner swap, but have expressed their own frustration over what they say is Russia's failure to respond to the Significant offer, mm. United States made back in June.
0: Significant. <laughs> that's that's the part, and yet it's still. And here we are, still. And you know, I just I I can't. I again, I I keep forgetting that she's over there, and so we have to continue to keep putting out the message, keep letting people know that. I mean, I know she needs our help. She needs our prayers. She needs our 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 love and support. I couldn't imagine uh, being her in that situation and being everything being stripped away and taken from her and almost you're, you're helpless. Like, you, I can't understand the anxiety that you wake up not knowing what tomorrow may be like, or when this nightmare will end, um, you know, career pretty much uh, on hold. I won't say it's over, but definitely on hold family on hold. Um, it's, you know, it's a scary situation. Right. And one in which we feel that it should be, able that our country should be able to help out in, in a way and i know that we've had president biden president, vice president kamala harris have you know come out and said hey we're working we're trying to get things together trying to help her out we you know, remember he brought the family in i believe the Griner family and spoke yeah. to them personally yeah. so there have been steps but there still hasn't been any action of date to where it has been a change and where she's been at
1: Several officials in Washington have said in recent weeks that they believe Russia will not engage seriously in negotiations until after the midterms. That's November 8th. Yeah.
0: Not
1: wanting to give the Biden administration a political victory. So your, your, your concerns about. Yeah. How much politics are playing in this is a big deal, but for Griner, this is real. I mean, listen, for more than eight months, um, she's been held in um, a, a Moscow jail which is safer than what's probably coming uh which is one of these uh notorious penal colonies which she's been sentenced to right um and so we'll see at least for the next week or two get past the election and see what we're really dealing with from a from a real long-term standpoint
0: yeah and, and again we we know this is uh the political side of it that we hope wouldn't get into this, but this is really what it's really been about. Because I can't really just just figure, you know, why is this situation and happening the way that it is? And then you kind of realize, like, oh, this dove had does this does have major influence when it comes to the political side of it, both sides, you know, Vladimir Putin and what in Russia and how he governs uh, that country. When you look over here. In the U.S. and we've had a shift in power from obviously Trump to Biden and now with elections coming up in which way that the House will probably swing in the coming future. And obviously the war in Ukraine between Russia and Ukraine, like there's so much political stuff around it Mm -hmm. to a point where I feel like that from the beginning, we've always felt this way. Jack said that Brittany Griner became a pawn in a situation and said no she messed up and this is something that we talked about me and a couple of my buddies were like you know she's lived there in russia she, we, we all know that women basketball players or WNBA players a lot of them primarily live over in russia or play over in european uh, leagues and primarily make more than uh i want to say they may probably make more than they do in the WNBA, mm-hmm. uh overseas yeah, And so she's probably been a fabric of that community, that team that sees, I mean, that, that that have seen her. And then all of a sudden, now this happens. You know, I'm always a conspiracy theory guy. So I love a good conspiracy <laughs> theory, right? <laughs> and you you sometimes think that if they know Britney and her celebrity over there, that could this have been something that had been ongoing in today's, hey, we got something. You know what I mean? Had this probably been a wink, wink thing, and and you've kind of already known, and but today was the day that we are going to say you can't do this. I just, I, I just don't think that this was a incident that just happened by chance. Yeah, and so that's something that was really come to mind over the last uh, couple of weeks when we've been me and my buddies have been talking about this. That we really felt like everyone's uh, this situation has been more about putting her as a pawn in this whole political situation on both sides. Changing gears completely.
1: Um, we, we, we have a, a double first segment uh, <laughs> worthy discussion to have um, with, with Kanye West's anti-Semitic remarks and what have all come in the wake of that. Um, you, you've seen people fully separate themselves. Uh, some slow moonwalks, um, uh, the biggest shoe, pun intended, that dropped earlier in the week was Adidas and pulling yes. out of their wonderfully uh, successful relationship. And, uh, and some people thinking that that decision was slow, uh, but I want our listeners to know that Kanye's, <clears throat> I can't classify it any greater than thoughtlessness. Yeah. Has looped people into this that otherwise wouldn't be on that side of the intolerance and ignorance, uh, due to his Donda sports agency. Right. And so you've got cats like Jalen Brown from the Boston Celtics, if I'm not not the Aaron Donald yes. signed with Donda sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and while Donald hasn't publicly addressed his relationship with the company since. West made his anti-Semitic remarks, among many other mind-blowing observations. Um, here's what Jalen Brown had to say, and I quote, The reason why I signed with Donda Sports, it represented education. It represented activism disruption. It represented single-parent households, and a lot more people are involved in something like that. A lot of people that I work with work with their families, build love and respect for spending time in the summer, a lot of people involved. That's what the organization, from my vantage point, from Donda Sports represented. So he's, if I'm hearing him correctly in those words, it's about the organization, not about the individual. Correct. And that's the thing that is so profoundly um, outside of just ignorant representation of feeling and thought that then spills in to a bunch of other jackasses trying to get into the mix and have a voice, like we saw in Los Angeles last week, um, is that you have people that are doing a job, that believe in a bigger thing, and now they're made to feel like they gotta run for the hills uh, because they're associated with you. And so the carnage that rolls out from this, while maybe not intended, is real.
0: Yeah, it's all the way real. It's it's um it's it's something that we shouldn't be surprised about. Kanye West has said many things along his uh rise as a uh, mogul, icon, superstar, rap star, uh, fashionista, fashioner. I mean, whatever you want to call it, designer. I mean, you can have so many adjectives to describe him or his job titles, but I think this one is kind of taking the cake a little bit because. Um, it's always oh, what? What did Kanye say today? What did Kanye said today? And, and there were so many people who are follow him, who um, who back him, his creativity, his against the grain uh, way of thinking, out of the box thinking, and it g- got to a point where th- it had to stop, like it had to. Um, you know, he remember he, he said George Bush don't like black people. You remember that? <laughs> like yeah, during that, Katrina, right? <laughs> He, he's, he's said things before. Right? There was other things that... And a lot of the things, like I said, these conversations I'm having with you today, Jax, I've had with other people. Right? You know, guys who I... I my closest friends who talked about... Remember, he said slavery was the fault of Black people. It was a choice. It was a choice. Like, this is... So he said oh. certain things over the years, and now he says these anti-Semitic things, and we're supposed to be shocked. Why be shocked? This is who he is. He he's going to speak what he feel, and he doesn't care. He's showing you he doesn't show empathy. He shows you that this is who he is. That's his thought process. Right. Right. The and, old the old
1: adage: Listen to people; they'll tell you everything about they, themselves.
0: They'll tell you everything. Yeah. And so, to me, I'm I'm never surprised when it comes to Kanye. And so, when when this when all these remarks and things that he said has come out, he's speaking how he truly felt. And to them, this is not. To, to him, to Kanye, this seems to be all a game. This seems to be all a game for him because he continues to, Hey, I'm going to do it my way. I'm doing it this way. I was watching something. Hey, I told you this. I'm looking, I'm thinking 10 years ahead. This is what it is. I'm saying what everybody else wanted to say. Nah, brother, you, you you're saying that on your own. And to see now people who I think in the beginning, you mentioned it a little reluctant at first because you do admire some things about him. You admire the work ethic. You admire the determination. You admire the hustle, the grind. You admire those things of trying to do it by yourself. But then when you make comments the way that he did, now you're saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now you've crossed the line. I, I can't roll with you in that way. And that's why, Jalen Brown, you mentioned. That's why Aaron Donald, a mm-hmm. lot of people going to, uh, have distanced themselves from Kanye, Adidas, Balenciaga, uh, Gap. A lot of people who had been his own agency, him, CAA. His own, yeah, they're, they're done. Like, yeah. like, we 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 can't do this anymore, Kanye. Yeah. And even if it's going to cost billions of dollars, because his sneaker industry, the Yeezys, the, the Kanyes, whatever you, that that was that that's that's a lot of money. And so for people to walk away from their relationship with him just goes to show that he has went way too far, Jax. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, listen. When, when once you saw. You know, that group in Los Angeles giving Nazi salutes yeah, with a banner over the 405. Kanye is right about the he's Jews. Right, yeah. Like, think about what you've just ignited. Think about the power you've given these ignoramuses. Yeah. And I'm, I know where Jalen Brown's coming from, but he's also got to be relatively careful. There's sometimes a line you got to draw. And right. I know Brown doesn't condone hate speech. Mm-hmm. And I know he wants and recognizes Kanye needs help, but I don't know if, he, if he's earned unconditional love from all of us.
0: Right. That's something important. that's
1: earned. Right. You know, unless, unless they're coming right out of the womb, right. That's from an outside standpoint, like we're coming together, respecting you as an artist, respecting you as a businessman, that love has to be cultivated. Correct. Love has to
0: come out. Want yes. to come in? Yeah, it does. I know it's it, it's it's a lot, man. It really is because I'm 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 sitting here, and I'm thinking about also because he also had an AAU program, basketball program, right? And now, yeah. Jacks, they, they they no longer have it. They're done with them. So you have so many different layers now are dis- distancing themselves from what Kanye his antics, his words, his thoughts, they don't make up the fabric of a lot of other people. And so as much as you may appreciate where, how far he's come, this part is just, is, you can't tolerate this kind of actions.
1: Let's take a break. Let's get to your favorite story. When this dropped your, 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 I, I didn't see your face, but in our text message thread, I can <laughs> see you lighting up as ESPN's college game. They will be at the, Jackson state Southern game. We'll get deep inside what that means for uh, these HBCUs and just highlighting uh, this aspect of college football as forward progress continues.
0: You're listening to forward progress on Sirius XM radio.
1: College game day, the popular road show for college football, the road show, let's be honest, (laughs) uh, is going to be at, the Jackson state Southern game. And, uh, you lit up when you got this news <laughs> right there. So I just going to get out the way, uh, cause on October 28th, uh, for, you know, this, this three hour span of time, uh, it's a beautiful showcase, uh, for HBCUs overall, but these two institutions, unlike anything at any school, I don't care if you're power five or, 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 or Division 3, if this school, if this show comes to your university or comes to your showcase, your game, um, it's it's you can't find better marketing, a better platform to share with uh, the world, maybe even those that don't even understand or, or connect to where you're coming from, uh, a full
0: red carpet to everything you're doing. I mean, this is it. Uh, when you hear the game day is coming to you, when you get that message when you get that uh that tweet that comes out hey game day is coming to your location coming to your um, town it's coming Everybody's to your saying. town <laughs> it, it is it is this is prestigious this yeah. is something huge i mean think about this couple there's a, a handful of schools that have never had game day come to their school and i'm talking about on the power five level because this is yeah. more for the power fives sure um but you know, schools like Syracuse, they haven't had one. Tulane, where I've been the last couple of weeks, they haven't had game day come down. And so uh, there are schools who would love the opportunity to have game day, which is the most prestigious of college pregame shows. Because it is a one of the biggest infomercials you can have about a program. It is. Where Kirk Street and... Chris, I mean Reese Davis and uh, the whole gang. Coach Lee Corso, yeah. you know, with the Desmond head David, yep, yeah, everybody, yeah, David, and now Pat McAfee, Desmond. I mean, that's that to me is. I mean, I watch it every Saturday, and I'm a broadcaster, right? I yes. I got my own game, but but I I get up watching Game Day because it, it it gives you the atmosphere of what college football is all about. And they had, you know, Tennessee Alabama a couple of weeks ago. And you could just see the pageantry of why you love college football. Right. But this is going to be different. Like, this is Jackson State Southern. Yeah, It ain't Grambling Southern, but it is close enough to it because I've been to the <laughs> Grambling Southern game. Well, is it, the beautiful thing about Jackson <laughs> Yeah, uh, is they're winning games. they winning right? games. Right, right,
1: right. I don't <laughs> Southern. What's Southern right now? Five and two.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, different um, sides of the conferences. Yeah. They had a
1: nice game, by the way. Um, right. Last year, I think it was just a three-point game. Yeah, it came And, down to and me, yeah. by the way, with all of this, this game now is streaming on ESPN Plus. Right. So again,
0: all boats being lifted, right? Yeah it's it's everything. But I think this is uh, a time for it's it's a, it's a love hate for me because I think that this is will be definitely uh, Coach Prime will be uh, in prime. Coach Prime, he is going to take it up a notch, and I hope that someone doesn't fall too much in love with what Deion Sanders has done at Jackson state. He's given that, he's given that school visibility. You know, I walk through the airport and I see that JSU now on a patch on a sweatshirt on a, Absolutely. and I said, man, that thing three years ago, you walk right by it. You look, you see it now. You said That's Jackson state. I know what that is. He's given some great visibility to that program. And so now to have that, this upcoming week to see everybody who was going to be involved? To from the uh, the historical black fraternities and sororities, that atmosphere, that aspect of the college HBCU experience. Um, how many folks that come back? The history, the the the, the rivalries. Man, it, it, it's so. That, that's what I'm, I'm excited about. That's why you say I lit up. I lit up because. You know, I, I got a scholarship to San Diego State University, but had I not gotten the, the Division One scholarship to the, the schools that I had lined up, my next mm-hmm. option was to go to Hampton, was to go to Howard, was to go to an HBCU uh, with some friends of mine and play football there. Um, and so I felt like that's the part that I always wanted to experience what it would be like. And so that experience will be coming through my TV sets <laughs> on Saturday because I'll get a chance to to see just how they put on a show. And I, I've only been able to see it on television from what Dion and, and Coach Prime, I should say, um, has shown through their social media. But, man, it is very attractive, and I'm glad that the whole country get a chance to see this, not just for Jackson State, but also for Southern as well. This is uh, just the second time in the show's history uh, that it's visited in
1: HBCU, like on campus. Right, uh, They were in Tallahassee in 2008 when FAMU hosted Hampton. Uh, you'll recall, though, College Game, game Day opened the uh, 2021 season broadcasting from the MEAC SWAC Challenge. Yes. Um, so the thing that I love, and I alluded to a little bit earlier, is that the schools will be able to continue this trend of marketing to high school sophomores, juniors, even seniors they are trying to make the decisions that you and I made so long ago about <laughs> where we want to be. Um, my second son, I don't think would have been at FAMU without all of the pageantry that surrounded um, Florida a as the role was trying to figure out how are we going to impact young Black people positively. Mm more so than we ever have following uh the death of George Floyd and a lot of that energy um, financially <laughs> with product mm-hmm. as well um, was landing at Florida AM it's one of the brand names that first comes to mind when you start thinking about hbcus now Jackson State gets to show us what does it look like there mm-hmm. what does it feel like there the representation for millions of kids, um, that may see one track in life. Now we'll see an entirely different thing that may resonate with them. Um, understanding the challenges from a uh, financial standpoint that, that Deion Sanders has talked about. Right. You know, now he's in his pocket a lot over there. Mm-hmm. Not every program has coach prime. Correct. Right. With that yeah. black
0: commercials. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So it's going to be great to see you know, the environment, the pageantry, the flavor that will be in that space. And Southern gets to have some of that as well. It's not on their campus, but they're in the game and therefore coverage and conversation about their football program and university that does not regularly get to happen. And it's going to be
0: fantastic. Yeah, I think you brought up something that was a a good point, the different paths that you can now take coming out of high school. Um, Deion Sanders, uh, Coach Prime, Jackson State, they have a player on the team by the name of Travis Hunter. Remember, we talked about him on this program. Travis Hunter was the number one prospect in the class of 2022. Mm -hmm. The number one on all the big boards, right? The athlete. And I I would say top 10. Not on everybody's board, you know, but top 10. And he chose Jackson State over a lot of other schools. And people said, oh, it's because Coach Prime in Jackson State must have got him a nice little NIL deal. Name, image, likeness. Oh, they must have got him some money. And Dion said, well, "Coach Prime said, why, why, why does it have to be that way? Why does it have to be that what we had to do is that?' Like, no, he wanted to be here. He wanted to come and be a part of something different, part of something special. He knew that the the, the path to where he wants to go, he could still get to that path, but he's going to stop here to work his way to where he still wants to get to, and that's." part of what I think it's a great point that you mentioned is that this is another form for <laughs> it's crazy. Cause I was watching this movie on the plane the other day mm-hmm. and you know, what other infomercials do you get a chance to see on television that gives you direction to possible future in a endeavor or whatever it may be. Right. It's it's army, military, air force, like how many commercials Have you thought about your future? Look what the U.S. military can do for you. You know what I mean? And so you're like, oh, I didn't really have any options. And here's an option for me. I'm watching on TV. Come be a cadet. Come be a Marine. Come be this. And now, you know, you'll get a chance to see a different path. Hey, if you wanted to go to college and you were thinking about going to these (laughs) PWIs, (laughs) we got something else for you. We got something else for you we have a different place for you to come check out and come see come on down to Jackson State come on see this HBCU this this school this opportunity of life and and also too I think the bigger thing we got to talk about too and I'm' I want throw this at you real quick but mm-hmm. there's still a water crisis going on in in Jackson Mississippi so up. does this also put light on a situation that has been ongoing and needs some 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 more attention that needs to be be talked about. Well listen there's been a lot of uh media attention over the yeah. past week. Remember
1: the got in San 60 Minutes. Yes. Um good morning America dropping in for homecoming last mm-hmm. week. And now uh here comes game day uh spend three hours uh focus on of the day's activities, but uh, uh beautiful features and, and interviews front and center. Uh, coming up on Saturday, let's take a quick break. When we come back, history could be made in the 2022 World Series with Houston and Philadelphia battling. I'll tell you all about that as forward progress continues. You're listening to SiriusXM XM Radio. Radio. We now return to Forward Progress. Here's Jason Jackson and Kirk Morrison. So glad you're rolling with us all the way through here on Forward Progress. Kirk, I got to tell you that it has nothing to do with the Astros. I, I take all their history and and infamy, and I put it on the shelf. And everything for me. And I'm sorry, Philly fans. Sometimes you got to take a side. Congratulations, go get them. Um, <laughs> everything's for me is about Dusty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as you know, I'm a lifelong Reds fan, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, I even don't worry about when he was a skipper in San Francisco or one of the great players yeah. in Los <laughs> Angeles. Uh, I love the wristbands. I love the batting gloves. I love the toothpick. I love mm-hmm. the lifer status of Dusty Baker in this game. And and I love that the players are rallying around him um, as he gets another chance uh, at a World Series title as, as a skipper. And Cito Gaston and Dave Roberts are black men who uh, have won the world series. He would be the third, Um, but it's beyond his blackness. For me, it's just loving the life or status and him getting another opportunity with a really good team uh, to, to have this, this, this last box checked on his amazing resume.
0: Uh, Always been a big dusty Baker fan. Yeah, you, um, I grew up in the Bay Area, uh, watching the A's and the Giants. Um, and Dusty Baker, I uh, met, have met him once before, but whenever I saw him, always felt like he was an uncle of mine. I don't know why. Just, just Dusty was like, just seemed like an uncle for me. It just you because know? it feels
1: so familiar when you meet yeah. him.
0: Yeah, he just yeah. disarms all the like regular
1: just <laughs> idle chit chat you would have. And it feels so warm, man. It, re- it felt
0: about. real. Yeah, it just yeah. felt real, you know? And you mentioned it. It was like, uh, you know, your uncle who would come to your games and, and wore your jersey and he'd have, like you mentioned, the wristbands. But I think for me, it was, it, it's the toothpick, right? It was the toothpick. <laughs> and I was just like, man, if that ain't this somebody cool. in my family, like <laughs> that's just, this dude, man, like, all right, I get it. <laughs> Um, but I think, you know, the, you know, the baseball that I do watch, um, Dusty Baker took over a, a job in Houston that needed to be cleaned up. You know, the, 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 uh, quote unquote cheating scandal of, of, of sign stealing and, and microphones and headsets and all kind of stuff that was going on with the Houston Astros. And you had some suspensions, you had coaches fired and, they brought in the black man. They brought in dusty, the guy who has some of the has credibility more than we know. And when it comes to major league baseball, they brought in dusty to come clean things up. They brought him to bring in stability. They brought in dusty to come in and be you be the manager. And it wasn't about the analytics and it wasn't about this dusty Baker is a good manager. And, and, you, it's it's hard for me not to pull for him because of his career and watching him and knowing him and seeing him. And so I always, I mean, I, I look at this world series a little bit differently now because you look at Dusty Baker and what he had to do and how people have rallied around him. This is, this is going to be a fun one to watch. And you mentioned just what may possibly he can, he could be the third coach a black coach to win a world series in a sport. Remember in a sport baseball that not a lot of brothers look like you and me. Mm -hmm. This is a sport that has been taken over by obviously Latin American players who have come and, and really made their imprint. yeah. Yeah. And foreign players. Yeah. I mean, we could, you know, players of Asian descent. I mean, baseball truly is a world's game. Right. I know there's other sport, basketball and soccer, obviously, but baseball truly has been uh, a, a world sport when you look at it in terms of its players. And Dusty represents a very small minority, not necessarily of the player currently, but of the faces when they show these pictures of the World Series. The p- picture of Dusty Baker will be of a black man in a position of power. Yeah. Manager that shows it can be done, that shows it can be uh, successful, that shows you can win in this league. So I think I'm pulling for him for all of those different factors (laughs) that fall in line with that. It's the second straight year that the
1: Astros are in the mix. And, I mean, they dominated the Yankees in the American League Championship Series with the sweep. Uh, But uh, he gets another shot. And he won the world series as a part of the Dodgers in 81. And he says, uh, that's why he stays hungry. Quote, some people, most people are rooting for us. Some people, some people are rooting against us. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. That motivates you either way. There are a lot of positive thoughts coming our way. There are a ton of positive (laughs) thoughts and spiritual togetherness in the city of Houston. And I think you said it best. In the sense of from where they've come, and all of us looking down our nose in disdain at how they won previously. Correct. And having to wipe all of that away. And so you think about Dusty's journeys in San Francisco and Chicago, where people said he, you know, didn't know how to manage pitchers. And, mm-hmm. and that run in Cincinnati that 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 was the, the last time, like the, really the first time since the mid-90s and the last time since uh 2013 that the reds were relevant um the nationals and now the astros and um man oh man what a run yeah what a run and just hoping uh you know that that it finishes in a way that uh that only one team gets to enjoy
0: Yeah. yeah i hope so i hope he's holding that trophy up i know the city um of houston uh I will actually be there for games 1 and 2. Not at the games. I'm doing the USF at Houston game this weekend. So I know the the, the it it'll, it'll be buzzing. Um and I I I just I just can't wait, Jax. I really can't because I'll, this is the part of baseball I do watch. Now the only thing is these are going to be four or five hour games, right? I'm like, well, I need the 3 hour game. But you know the World Series is going to take uh super super long, but you know I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to watch Dusty Baker um, I'm gonna watch the Phillies because I know the Philly fans are crazy. Um, but just to have some representation, I think, in this World Series um is gonna be good too. So
1: real I quick, I know you want to go on to something else, but let me sure. just
0: I want to lay down this perspective on Baker.
1: Game four of the ALCS mm. was his 140th <laughs> career postseason game between playing and managing. Forty as a player, 91 as a manager and I think a nine games as a coach. He was a hitting coach um, in 89 for the Giants before getting the, the skipper job. Uh, he's been part of more playoff games than 22 of the
0: 30 franchises. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> Has he paid his dues?
0: Oh, yeah, he paid his dues, man. man he need one. Man. Yeah, he need one. So hopefully... Uh, we'll that was Dusty just a little bacon. mind-blowing
1: nugget, I thought. You know, put it all into perspective that we can be nostalgic, right, and mm-hmm. have... The reasons that we we root for dusty but no you lay it down empirically and it's like man as they say in baseball he's due. yeah, oh, <laughs>
0: he's yeah. i hope you're, so the thought sure yeah yeah no I, I'm, I'm pulling for him and i hope that uh everything you know works i don't want a good world series you know both teams and storylines on both sides i know you're a baseball guy as well so mm-hmm. i'll be watching we'll see what happens and We'll kind of move on because I know last week I missed you. Last week I know yeah uh, you and your basketball travels and working and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we missed each other last week, but I know we we had a little conversation last week about code switching, more oh, talking yeah. about yeah, I'm glad beyonds, yeah, Coach Prime and things like that. And I know for you being one of the the early um, African American faces mm. at the big four letter network yeah. and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. being able to be on television and talk the game and speak the game. And people look at you and say, Whoa, he looks like me, but yet he may not talk like me because he talks mm-hmm. in a great tone and uses big words and is eloquent about that. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned, you know, uh, Stuart Scott as well. One of your old, old colleagues yep. who, who brought flavor, who brought a, a sense of, uh, of style and things that people of the main, I guess, watcher, didn't really see before, mm-hmm. but they made it mainstream. They made it easy. And so I, I didn't get a chance to get your thoughts on it. I wanted to see yeah. if you had a couple of thoughts on, obviously for a, uh, a a man, a black man, in a position of on being on television, which you still are every single night, doing all your, yeah. your, your work with the Miami Heat, uh, when it comes to code switching and people saying, hey, is that the Jack's voice? Is that who he really is? It's just, you know, I'm I'm just, I know you just yourself, but I thought, wanted to get your thoughts on it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have a, a standard rule when it comes to people's assessment or measurements of my quote unquote blackness. I find it a little silly. Like the concept seems silly, but I get, right. I get what we're getting to the core of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you from these streets? Are you good? <laughs> what have you. Right. And I'm not, I'm not, I was born in the country in the middle of the middle, right? My parents who went to college that I'm not here to apologize for their success. They are the progression. They are the dream and the hope of progression forward into the space where we are. And my command of the language, my commitment uh, to all of it, is a direct reflection of their success and ability to put us in position and then trying to push that forward with our own sons um, to be as knowledgeable and in command of those things as possible. Um, you have to decide for yourself where you draw the line, right? Mm-hmm. And right. so I would I would have challenged Coach Prime probably after some thought, not maybe on the <laughs> spot, but after some thought. Um, do you want your offensive line to block in any old kind of way or excellently Mm Do you want your defensive line penetrating that opposing offensive line and getting to the running back the ball carrier or the quarterback any old kind of way (laughs) on the way that you all drill all summer spring summer and then in the fall and get ready. And I'd go through each position. He'd probably stop me at a certain point.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Because he'd get uh-huh. to where I'm going. Mm-hmm.
1: And I I submit that there is a bicultural existence that is a, a burden that most people of color carry. Um, in this day and age of how prolific uh, hip hop has become, in the sense that it is everybody's music. That's not black music. It was made by black folks, but it's consumed by everybody. That's why it's so lucrative um, that there's code switching that happens from the majority to the minority and back the other way. But I think unduly, particularly African Americans, we carry a burden that there was a way to be, the way to sound and a way to be and a way um, to govern yourself that you, the, to maintain your black card, if you will. No. Nah, yeah. Yep. Um, I, I work from a really simple premise. Really simple premise. Um, my father gave us this line. This is harsh. It's harsh. <laughs> Regardless of how successful you get, you'll be reminded about your black ass every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that wasn't, just, a right. yeah. wasn't a deterrent. It wasn't a deterrent. It was real just though. know what's coming. Right. I don't know if it's every day, but it's, you know, enough to where I know exactly (laughs) what he was referring to. Yeah. Um, From a profiling standpoint or people's comfortability in a elevator, you know, all the stuff that sounds like their tropes. Now they're, they're just real and they have a lot to do with comfort and ignorance, right? Do you have an exposure and an association and a connection with enough people, unlike you to where you are able to, Travass any experience yeah and i think that's a challenge for a lot of people um so i i was i couldn't tell if it was a bit did you guys decide if that was a bit with the reporter and
0: and prime yeah we we we, uh we tried to figure it out it felt like Uh, a bit
1: like it felt like they were like it was just a a thing that the two of them in their relationship have created i get that like i that's what it felt like to me and i'm all about having fun listen i covered shaquille o'neal for a decade right. and i mean that dude was constantly trying to get me out
0: of
1: my <laughs> he, he would like he even made a joke about my articulation at times and and we we had fun with it right we we know that shaquille's uh <laughs> very bass voice and mm-hmm. utterances sometimes are hard you're like what, what? what's that what's <laughs> that
0: and, yeah, don't and know, yeah.
1: maybe the way I go about it are different, but that's the thing I encourage. Like, here's the thing I want all Black folks to embrace. There's not one, and everybody else too, there's no right. one way to be Black. Mm. Like, to say that we're just all kind of clumped together like Play Doh or clay, and that's this is the one way to Man, the different shades, the different hairstyles, the different regions, they're all just going to call for different experiences. And uh, I don't think any of them. There's no need to shun any of them, right? Right. If Mm -hmm. you are in the business of, um, like, let's go back to our one of our lead stories. If you're in the business of where Kanye finds himself from, and I will discount some of it if we're willing to put mental health on the table, correct? But let's let's put reality in this space. If you're willing to try to discount. The experience of the transatlantic slave trade if you're willing to thumb your nose at the black lives matter it's true message right um that's far more detrimental to blackness than someone who feels like they have to either code switch or like i prefer it as a bicultural you know existence of making sure that you recognize your audience and who you're talking to and and having a, a command over that. It, it is so unique um to, to figure out where people are coming from in the sense of are you trying to pull somebody down or are you trying to lift them up?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and it's and you, you probably have to address it one item at a time to see where someone's uh desires stand. But um, for the most part, uh the challenge is this is supposed to sound a certain way. This is supposed to look a certain, a certain way. way. Right. You got to fit a particular role. Um, i know that you all covered this a bunch last week. We only have a couple minutes left, but where where did you find yourself falling on it all?
0: Well, uh, the big thing I always say, Jax, is that because um, yeah, I've I've had you know my friends who have said, "Man, when you're on TV, you sound white." <laughs> but they say it more of a joking. Yeah. They say it in more of a joking manner and and I love it. They give me some jabs and all that stuff. But I said, just always understand that when I'm on air, if I'm on television and I'm on TV or radio, whatever it may be, remember I'm talking to an audience. I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to an audience that ranges from the ages of five, all the way up to 95, 105, whatever it may be. And so I must talk and speak in a way in which everyone can clearly understand and not go back and say, wait, what, what did he say? I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that phrase. So I'm always cognizant of my audience. And that's all I tell my buddies. Hey, I love y'all. When I talk to y'all, it's different. I can say, <laughs> hey, for sure. Hey, where we finna go? You know what I mean? But <laughs> I'm not saying that right now because not yeah. everybody understands that part when I'm speaking.
1: It is, uh, It is a unique cultural existence to say the least. My man, it's great to be back together. Uh, Have safe travels, uh, and we'll be back together on the next edition. Also, for our producer, Franelle Brown, Kirk Morrison, I'm Jason Jackson. Make sure you hang out with us. Check us out. If you missed any portion of the program, just head to the SXM app and type in Forward Progress. I'm Jason Jackson. We'll talk to you next time. Forward Progress is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.